ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy. I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot. I ain't really got a lot of thoughts, I just pack them in a box. So I popped up on this pod, now I'm outside of the box. When I pop up on the clock, last thing I think is talk. See, I'm winning it now, loving it three and a thou. They peeping my style, keeping it now, steadily growing my Dow Jones. Oh no, these kids be thinking they prowl. Oh no, no, immediately throwing the towel. See, when it's different, it's different. Go position by position. Ain't no issue commission. As a commission, I just listen. They envision my vision and my division. I'm stealing. Cause I'll be willing and dealing. Find me the trade. Cause I'm a fiend. I'm a junkie, ayy. And I'm a junkie, ayy. Ain't no denying my supply. I'm a junkie, ayy. See, I'm a junkie, ayy. And I'm a junkie, ayy. Be getting high off my supply. I'm a junkie, ayy. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Episode 153 of the Dynasty Junkies podcast, a proud uh, member of the Dynasty Addicts podcast network, a DAP network, if you will. And we do. We love the DAP network. I'm your host tonight, Andrew Hall at Andrew Hall FF. With me tonight is the one and only Cooter Doodle. I know she's an annual fixture on this show. We have to get her on every summer. Cooter, how are you doing tonight? Welcome to the show. I'm doing very well. Doing great. Still scared and, of Dynasty, but I'm here. I'm back. I was like, I know you're not really big into Dynasty, which is exactly why we like bringing you on. I think it's a, I, I like the annual check-in to see how things are going. Uh, we were mm-hmm. talking about it before the show. Uh, you were on last year with Bobby and I, and you were talking about how excited you were to make some trades. I want you to tell the listeners, how many trades have you made in your Dynasty League since that show? Yep. I left. I told Andrew, I said, after this, I was so hyped up a year ago. I said, after this, I'm going to start making trades. You've got the fire under me. And I have made zero since. A big whopping zero, everybody. How about that? That's We're really hyping her up. This is great. Maybe this year's the year. You know, maybe this is the year we get this. And I love that you you actually brought a, I don't know, I, I would think you said best friend before the show. I don't know mm-hmm. if I want to get too open on this, but you've got a, a good friend, at least. You've got a good friend that you brought in with you. Maybe that'll help make the change. So tonight we've got Rob Farley as well. Rob, hi. Nice to meet you. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Make the trade. And, <laughs> yeah, and I know that uh, Cooter Doodle mentioned that you are in her fantasy league. You guys have been friends for a long time, and you're the commissioner of, of the league. I, I guess just so people understand, why don't you tell people a little bit about yourself, I guess, and you know how long have you been playing fantasy? How long have you and Amanda been in a league together as well? Sweet. Um, I've been a fantasy football player for almost 19 years now. Um, our league, the awesome name Pendy League, which is a two-keeper league, is uh, going on its ninth season. And uh, every season we have uh, we've continued on, kept a pretty good group around us. And, uh, you know, uh, Amanda has her name on one of the trophies, and then uh, my name's on the trophy twice. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, you've got to rub that in. I love it. That's exactly yeah. what I would do. Yeah. And look, I just want to put this out there. This was a long con I just wanted to see who Rob is targeting during this podcast so I can oh. snipe all his players during our draft. This is really so, not a friendship thing. No, I like it. It's a sneaky there. move. You're just here yeah. taking notes on what Rob says. I like it. This yeah. is a, you sh- maybe should have waited to the end to explain that, but that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're glad so to have I'm you on, Rob. And again, I think this is, uh, this is probably one of my favorite shows. Again, we get into a lot of the deep theory in Dynasty. We talk about a lot of different things because obviously a lot of our listeners are junkies just like we are, right? And I think it's nice to know that, you know, not everybody, you, you don't start out a junkie. You start out in Dynasty, you kind of dip your toe in, and then it gets a little bit deeper, and you get a little bit more into it. You get a little bit more, I don't know, addicted. And I, I think it's always nice to show people, too, that 
even if you're only in one or two leagues or only, you know, not really sure of your, of your prowess or your efforts in dynasty, you can become a junkie too. Trust me. It's not going to be hard. And I think too, when it comes to dynasty, everybody is welcome here. We're, we're an all kinds of junkies sort of fan show is what we're looking for. So glad to have you both on tonight. Our headline topic for the night, which we're we'll getting to in a little bit is the NFC running back landscape. We're going to go through some of the ADP of that from July. Um, before we do that, though, we do have to talk about some news. And I use the term news lightly because, again, it's it's the offseason, right? So, like, some of this news isn't really news. Some of it matters. Some of it doesn't. So I think at least for the sake of topic of the show and kind of talking about running backs, there's a lot of running back news. But I did want to mention the one that, that kind of hurt me the most was the injury, a lot of injury news, but injury to Tim Patrick, you know, just coming out from an ACL, finally getting back on the field. Uh, tears his Achilles in practice and is out for at least another year. I mean, there's a potential that his career is over. This is, I mean, if you have Tim Patrick in dynasty, I've seen him dropped in a couple leagues. It's just heartbreaking. I mean, I love this guy. He's got such a motor and all that. He's just a good player to uh, such a boring name, but such a flashy <laughs> player. And I love it. But yeah. I guess I, where are you at with this one? Cooter doodle. Are you one of the fans of Tim Patrick or is this kind of just like, you know, for uh, I'll the be course, honest. Right? I have like a weird, and I know everyone says this on Twitter. They're like, oh, it's all about the players, not about my teams. But you know there are people that gen generally are upset for their teams. I feel bad when this kind of stuff happens because yeah. for it to be like you never even get to play a full like, – I don't know. I just feel bad for them. Like I don't even think of it in terms of players. I think it would have been fun. I'm actually excited about Denver this year. Yeah. And, yeah, it, it just hurts to see. Yeah, definitely does. Like it's it's just unfortunate, right? I'm, I'm sure, Rob, I'm sure you're thinking the same kind of thing, right? Like, it's not good news. This is terrible. But, I mean, do you think Tim Patrick comes back? Maybe that's something we could discuss. But, I, you know, I don't know if any of us know that, you know? Yeah, I, I definitely share in the sentiment that Cooter Durr says. Um, I was really excited for Denver's season, um, especially with that backfield coming back at full health and uh, Samaje Piran. But also oh, yeah. to see Tim Patrick play with a um, – with the Russell Wilson in that Sean Payton offense. And uh, with his big play um, jump ball ability would have been fantastic compliment to what Jerry Judy's doing and uh, what Cortland Sutton could do. But um, unfortunately we won't be able to see that. And I hope he has a speedy recovery and he gets well and he can come back and play next season. Yeah. I'm hoping so too. Right. I mean, it, he's still, you know, he's still young. He's still talented. In, and I think he's got the drive. If you can make it in the NFL, you know, you got to have some sort of, dedication to craft and things like that so i am hopeful that he comes back but it's just a shame to see him miss another year because again i do like the talent i like the player can um, i make a segue real quick because rob and i are both saints fans right yeah i figured and huge saints fans and so i'm i haven't actually talked to rob about this but with sean payton there i'm already i think i knock on wood i feel like russell wilson can't be any worse and he had some some highlights I'm just excited about Sean Payton. As much as people thought he was being rude in the comments that he made, I would actually be fired up if I was like a Broncos native. That would fire me up to know that your coach, this brand new coach is coming in and he's just like swinging at the fences and already kind of attacking people. I don't know. I don't like it. No question. That organization needed someone to fire him up. They were lull and dull and they gave up last season too. I remember Yes. Uh, my biggest heartbreak was having Denver's defense towards the end of the year last year and having that game against the Rams where they put up 56 and they just looked sluggish <laughs> and just completely gave up. And it lost me one of my leagues. So I seeing Sean Payton come in there and start throwing uh, haymakers at, at the previous coaching regime, uh, I love it. I love it. I, I, and, I did too. I'm yeah. And did y'all see Russell Wilson said go Broncos instead? Like, I feel like that's 
that's a it's a new helpful. era the ego yeah. is like fading away yeah. it's nice yeah i mean again you guys are peyton fans i would think right he mm-hmm. did a lot for your team he did a lot for your city i know that i i don't have any ill will toward peyton i think he did what he had to do that the timing was right. There were some suspension stuff and then Drew Brees retiring. Mm-hmm. And it, it just kind of made sense that to kind of close that chapter. But I mean, are you, I, you kind of said it a little bit, I guess already, but it sounds like you're pretty hopeful for Denver, right? Like you're, you're thinking Denver is the, is going to be a nice place for Peyton and you're hoping he does well there. Is that a fair statement? I would, that's how I feel. I don't know about Rob, but as a Saints fan, I'm, I'm like, um, I don't know. I feel like I'm, secondarily connected to the Broncos a little bit. Like I'm rooting for them because of that. You know what I mean? Well, and that's kind of why I don't think you're upset. Like, I guess there are times when, you know, Mm -mm. your, your coach leaves and you're like, you know, sour grapes in a way and you're like, screw that guy. I'm done with him. But you're not feeling like that. There's no animosity for Sean Payton, right? No, never, not once. No, and he left the Saints. It was like, you know, you know, appreciate everything you did for the, the city and for the organization. You know, good luck on your future life. And if he would have went to Atlanta or yes. Tampa Bay or Carolina, yes. oh, yes. then it would have been not cool just then. No, no, done. no, no. That's not like, even NFC. I could feel like that could be uh-huh. you know, distracted. But he went to the AFC. So yeah. that's will allow it's it, fine. right? That's okay. It's good. It's safe. Totally cool. It's palatable. I can handle it. Well, and Russ Wilson, I've always kind of had a, a thing for Russ Wilson. He's a little cringe, but that's kind of what I like about him. And I, I, I mean, obviously, I'm talking to one of the queens of cringe and <laughs> some of your Thanks. videos. Like some of those are just the prime cringe. Like it is just I can't stop. I'm not going to talk about the specific one you just released, but go check out her feed if you haven't seen it. <laughs> oh, just God. Comedy prime. I just love it. But let's get back to some of these other running yes, backs. I know sorry. I, there are, there's a, no, it's perfectly fine. I love the segue. But there are some, I mean, some bigger news. I think the only real one I wanted to kind of get into was the Colts situation, which is just so frustrating and confusing. Uh, We're talking about NFC running backs tonight, but I'd be remiss if we didn't at least discuss, for Dynasty at least, uh, Jonathan Taylor and kind of what the future looks like there. And maybe, Rob, I'll kick it to you first. I mean, do you think Jonathan Taylor is going to sit out? Do you think he's going to be on the NFI list? Is he going to play six games and stop? Like, what what do you think? What does your gut tell you that Jonathan Taylor does this year? My gut tells me that he is not going to sit out. I think they're going to make a uh, they're going to make a trade and move him over to a different team. I think okay. that organization has completely given up on him. Um, they're also a team that's throwing daggers. That owner does uh, playing a little shady stuff. Um, uh, yeah, I think he's gone. I think that offense is retooled around Anthony Richardson and the weapons that they have around him, and uh, they they obviously don't they don't value him at all. So. Um, yeah, just I think he's he's on another team, and uh, I think this is the right time to announce that I guess I just signed with the Colts to be their starting <laughs> running back since they have there literally no hey, one else congrats. in that backfield. Well, I, I heard they're they're dishing out contracts for twenty bucks. They just have tons of money to spend at twenty bucks a pop. They can hire anybody, right? Like, let's just see what you yeah. got. It's like uh, you it's know, real, just just why not? Values running backs. Yeah, like just bring somebody in who's cheaper. That's really the only issue. They can't afford Jonathan Taylor, but he can afford to send a whale across country, which I think is just brilliant, Jim Mersey. But I guess, Cooter, <laughs> what do you think? Is, is Jonathan Taylor going to play this year, or should we be worried in Dynasty? What do you I'll think? be honest. I'm I'm baffled at how public everything is, at how yes. like at how um, passive-aggressive he's been. Not Taylor, but Irsay. Like, it's been very interesting. And then the donation that he made – it wasn't the donation that was the problem. It was the fact that he's like, I have money. Why not send right. it? You know what I mean? Like, right. it's clearly a message. And yeah. Rob and I were talking about it that um, Taylor, like, went on the bus and then he came off and he was like, I want to trade. Something happened. There's bad blood. Shout out Taylor Swift. There's Amen. a lot Preach of bad it, yeah. blood. And I just don't. 
it sucks because I feel like they could twist his arm and make him play or he it, it is really bad for him if he just sits out. So hopefully a trade happens because I am I am team running back on all the dr- drama. I would like to see them flourish. Same here. And honestly, I mean, it's been for all running backs, it's been a pretty cruel summer. And I think that karma is coming for Jim Irsay because he's got mm-hmm. a reputation. And I don't know. Are you ready for it? Let's get some running backs back in the game. That Telling was- you what. That Love my T Swift. Love my Swifty. That was art. Bravo there. Here, Bravo. I didn't even, that wasn't even written. But here's where I'm going <laughs> with this, right? Running backs are a stressful spot in Dynasty. And we talk about this a lot, actually, because uh, running backs are, are kind of, our, our podcast specifically talks about how you don't need running backs until August, right? Like, don't, don't sit on running backs. And this is kind of why. Right. Because there's just no there's no guaranteeness. There's you, you don't know what's going to happen with the running backs. It's like they could get hurt. They could hold out. They could get traded. Like there's so many question marks. We still got a bunch that are even free agents right now. It's just like, whew, my goodness, like I don't know what to do with all this. So part of me is like this ex- perfectly explains the whole like sell running backs for anything you can in the offseason and just sort of put your your value and your assets in more reliable things like receivers and quarterbacks and so on. So I, I do think Jonathan Taylor plays. I do think he plays for the Colts. I don't know if they're going to find a trade partner just because, like you said, Amanda, it's so pri- or public right now. Mm-hmm. Like everybody knows like, every, there's no secret here. And I think if it was more, you know, held close to the vest and, and kind of like a thought of, well, we don't know what they're doing and we don't know what they want. And like, no, everybody knows that he wants out and everybody knows that Jim Mercy is not going to pay him. So it's like there's no leverage there. Like mm-hmm. they're just going to wait for him to cut him or something. And, and that would be mind blowing, but also such a Jim Mercy thing to do. Yeah. And I mean, just that would, you know, throw everyone it's, up. It's in the an ego play. play, I feel like. And, exactly. and he's definitely he's going to do whatever he can to make his year miserable. Jonathan's exactly. year miserable. Well, and I think There's both of them are now. Bad blood. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some bad blood. I think that's exactly mm-hmm. right. And now, obviously, Zach Moss, who is technically still on the Colts, I believe, uh, out with a broken arm four to six weeks. Like maybe he's the answer when he comes back. But that seems scary. And you got mm. Deion Johnson, you got the rookie Evan Hull. Like if, if Jonathan Taylor's not there or he's holding out, that whole running back group just feels like a mess to me. And I feel really bad for Anthony Richardson, who kind of as a rookie gets to come into this and just is oh, thrown into the point. drama. Yeah. You know, he's just sitting there, at, you know, at, he's kind of like, a, you know, Bravo, watch what happens live, just sitting at the end of the dais. And he's just like, what is up with all this drama? Like, what the heck am I supposed mm-hmm. to do? So that's how I feel Anthony Richardson is right now as the, as the kid in the room, right? Um, well, there and was like- some... Go ahead. I was just going to say, and speaking of like last season, all the drama we saw happen publicly with Denver, we were just talking about, it kind of has that same feeling of like, we're watching it unfold. It's dirty. It's weird. And it's probably going to be messy, you know? Yeah. It's very cringe. It's just like, guys, can't you do this behind closed doors like an adult? You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't want to see this. It doesn't make me happy. Like, Hopefully yeah, they can figure a, it out. There's a lot more injuries, I'm sure, unfortunately, to come. And there's a lot more drama to come. We're just getting started tonight. Obviously, if you're watching live on YouTube or on Twitter, we're watching the technically, I guess, the first preseason game of the season. Um, it's better than nothing. I'll give it that. Uh, we're looking at it. We're about halftime. We're just getting out of halftime, I think, right now. And technically, the Jets are up 13-7, but it's hard to even call them the Jets. It kind of reminds me of that question. Like if you replace every part on your car, is it still the same car? You know what I mean? Like Mm. if every player that's playing right now never plays another game for the Jets, are these the Jets? You know what I mean? Like it's just, I'm a little confused by it, but I guess we'll see. It's again, better than no football at all. I would, I'll take it. Uh, And on Thursdays, we don't know what we're going to get. So I'm happy with anything, but uh, we do have, this is an interesting one that is coming up in the chat here. Uh, Hoove, obviously I like this. I feel like Cooter should draw a smiley face on her hands. so people know it's her. 
I was just going to say that like that, that logo of yours is, you know, people might be more familiar with the hand smiley face logo, which I'm a big fan of. That's terrific. I feel like that's uh, the OGs. The it OGs is. I bought now. one yeah. of the shirts. I have a shirt. I should have worn mm -hmm. it tonight, but I was like, no, that's too much pandering. I don't want to do that. But <laughs> at the same time, it is a terrific logo. It's a terrific style. I love it. So Thank you. I did want to comment on that and make sure I mentioned that. And there's a bunch of other running back news we'll get into at some point, but I think we got to get into our NFC running back grouping for tonight. Mm -hmm. And I think what we're going to talk about is, mainly related to ADP and value and kind of seeing where we can, I don't know, exploit some of that value, see what kind of players we feel like are overvalued or undervalued. Uh, we tend to go through these in batches a little bit, just in kind of in tiers in a sense. And just looking at the ADP for NFC running backs breaks the tiers up even differently. So the first tier is not really a shock. I'm just going to put the first two together. It's Bijan Robinson in RB1, Christian McCaffrey RB2. This is July 2023 ADP on DLF. So Bijan and CMC at one and two. I don't think there's any doubts or questions about that. Does that seem right to you, Cooter Doodle? Yeah, it does. I'll if I'm speaking from personal feelings, I am more comfy taking Bijan than CMC, and that's just a mental thing for me. I don't it's just know. Just vibes. Yeah, yeah, it is. It really it's is. The summer of and, vibes, and it's man, weird because, like Rob and I were saying, like Atlanta, like I don't yeah. like it, but at the same time, like I'm excited and I'm hoping he has a good year. Yeah, yeah, it's I not agree. Rob, us. what do you think? It's not against us. Yeah, Are, you think this is right, though? You on the same page? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, B. John Robinson is is the clear one on one on that, uh, the clear running back one on that. Uh, great offensive line, a great opportunity with that offense. Uh, the quarterback is completely unknown on that. Uh, and Christian McCaffrey, definitely still in the tier one, but he's sharing carries in that backfield. They will not give up Elijah Mitchell. Shout out, Raging Cajuns. Um, he will continue to get 10, 10 or so carries a, a game. And, um, you know, it just takes away from Christian McCaffrey. So you can't, you can't yeah. put him at the, you can't put him at the running back one. If you're sharing carries in the backfield. I, I think it's interesting that a rookie is number one. I mean, I, I just mm -hmm. feel like it's been a minute since we've seen that. I feel like Saquon is probably the last one that I remember was even kind of in that conversation. And I mean, that's yeah. impressive. It's a testament to how good he is. It's testament to how that offense is set up to run and, I remember talking about that around the draft. I'm like, he's gonna, they're, they're going to take a running back. I think they're going to jump up or, or take a running back early. And sure enough, the Atlanta Falcons were like, no, nope, Bijan's here. We're taking him. And I was really hoping he'd fall to my Bengals, of course, but that was a pipe dream. I, I would have been happy as hell with that, but there's no way that would have happened. Yeah. Can you You're imagine? Right, imagine like, Bijan? Oh, game over. Right. It's almost like Le'Veon Bell vibes, you know, like rookie mm, year. Yeah. It is like, everyone's just like, you know what? It's fine. He's going to be the one. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, Christian McCaffrey is no slouch, right? Being number two to Bijan is not by any means an insult or sort of mm -mm. you know degradation of Christian McCaffrey's talent. It's just more of, he's a little older. Like you said, Rob, they split the carries a little more and Bijan has got a lot of tread left on those tires. It's that kind of, it, it really reminds me of that, uh, that family guy bit where like, you could either have this boat or this box. Well, there could be anything in that box. It could even be a boat. <laughs> and it, it's kind of like that with Bijan where he's the box where he could be yeah. Christian McCaffrey. And part of me is like, I would almost rather have Christian McCaffrey because I know what he can do and all of that. Yeah. But there are some question marks, too, that kind of makes it fun at the top there. Mm -hmm. The next tier that we'll get to is uh, running back five is Jameer Gibbs with Detroit, another rookie. And then running back six is the aforementioned Saquon Barkley with the New York Giants. I think these two are an interesting duo as well as kind of a tier break in, in ADP for uh, NFC running backs anyway. Uh, what do you think about Gibbs running back five Cooter? Does that seem a little high to you or does that seem about right in terms of dynasty? Uh, I'll be honest on paper right now, looking at it, it seems high, but when I'm in a draft, if I wait a little bit on running back, he feels perfect as my RB one. Like he feels comfy. So I'm kind of torn. It just depends on your draft. 
It's always about the value, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, the value is everything. I totally agree with that. Rob, what do you think about Gibbs? Is he someone you're targeting? Is, do you feel like RB5 is fair or is that too high for you? No, that's spot on. That's spot on. I love that offensive line. Um, they scored so many touchdowns last season from within the one. Um, you can't ask that to be repeated whatsoever. But uh, that offensive line and the skill set that he has, um, I mean, outrageous. Uh, an opportunity he has. There's, there's no question. He's, he's right there, spot, um, right above Barkley for me. So, Rob, yeah. would you say in your home league, if you're going to draft him, when are you targeting him, you think? I'm taking him in the fourth or fifth round in a uh, in a two two team keeper redraft half point PPR. There you go. Write that down, Amanda. Write yeah, that down. yeah. I'm sorry. You hold on. There. Hold on. Jot that down. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Well, I personally, I kind of think it's a little high. I think that they're going to be splitting carries in in Detroit. I think Detroit's going to be throwing a lot and probably be behind a lot, which is obviously could be a little bit of a narrative streak and you know, building the argument I want to build. But I'd still rather have Barkley over Gibbs myself. I just think Barkley on that offense is there's really nothing left in New York. Like it's going to have to be Barkley, Waller, and Jones, in my opinion. And I think Barkley's going to see a lot of action. So I'm not saying that Gibbs can't be RB five, but I'm impressed but, that you can get past the mental of like the shiny new toy because that well, is definitely part of it for me. Like I get I what you're saying. I get I what understand. you're saying, but also I'm like, ooh, shiny new. Oh, well, it's also it's that fun. optimism. It's the it's the upside, right? Like you and that's said, the kind box. Of, yeah. yeah, it's the box. It could be this guy could be RB one. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what it really comes down to for me is is there any room left for Gibbs to go up in ranking from here? And I don't know if that's true. I don't know if if he'd have to everything would have to hit exactly right for him to be a top five running back in my book in Dynasty. And so in my book, it's like, well, if if it if that's his best case scenario and I'm drafting him at his best case scenario, then as soon as I draft him, it's like a car. It just loses value as soon as I drive it off the lot. So I'd much rather get the value in Barkley that I think could still be running back one overall. Right. I think his upside has still got some room to move. So for me, I always draft in, with value in mind. Right. Value is the number one king in, in my book. There is some fun and optimism and shiny new toys. I totally mm-hmm. get that. Um, and that's sometimes really hard to put away when you're in startup drafts and you're like, well, I'm building a new team from scratch. I want all the young players, right? Don't give me anybody aging. I want all the young guys that are going to be on my team for six years. And I, I don't play that way. I'm a junkie. I trade everybody. So I know it's not quite the way you build your team uh, there, Cooter, but I trade all the time. So it's like mm-hmm. I, nothing stays on my team. So I just want the guy with the value that can go up. Yeah, and then my you have team no ties. Better. Yeah. Well, no, you'll you'll get there, right? I mean, Rob, you've been playing Dynasty for a while, I'm guessing, right? So, like, you understand how this how my logic works, right? I'm not an island. Absolutely, absolutely, no. So, Saquon Barkley is also on a one year contract, and the way I look at that with the drafts um, is also his division that he plays in. He's playing yeah. against three of the top defenses, and he's gonna play them twice a year. And Gibbs, on the other hand, has the opportunity to play against some of the worst defenses in the NFC. So. I see the, the one or two pop-off games up that value and then just try to bundle him in with a, a second-round pick or move it to like a big-time wide receiver or something. You know, just That's try to get someone move. who sees the the gold and the glitter and and then, you know, sell him at his highest thing where I just – Saquon's going to have two or three really uh, – two or three or four really, really tough games. Well, and Barkley, the shine has worn off. I, I agree. And then the shiny new object of Gibbs is not the shiny new object of Barkley. It's the the old, dusty object of Barkley at this point. And I still think he's got some left in the tank. But as running backs age, that gets tougher. And I totally hear what you mean about the contract status, too. But that, True. to me, you could build the argument that he's on a one-year deal that's incentive-laden. He's incentivized to get off, as much yeah. as he can. And he's just going to be out there running for his next contract. And there's some value in that. And he's not splitting touches with anyone that matters other than what James Robinson, I think, is there and Matt Breida. Like, I'm not worried about them, but 
Jameer no, Gibbs is David all. Montgomery, who, you know, we'll see him later on in this list, even like he's got some value in dynasty that could take away from Gibbs upside. So I totally get the logic. And again, I think it's, it's really personal preference. If you like the rookies or you like the, mm-hmm. the aging vets. And I think it's interesting that these, these top two tiers kind of both had that even, I would even say this next year has that we got running back 12, Kenneth Walker and running back 13, Tony Pollard. I was kind of shocked to see Pollard at 13. I felt like with, with Zeke leaving, it felt like his value yeah. went through the roof for a minute there. And it just sort of has petered out. I mean, and again, we'll just keep these in pairs because it seems to be working so far. But I mean, Walker or Pollard and Rob, I'll kick it to you first. Which of these two do you prefer? Do you prefer Walker, who's kind of hurt and, and maybe in a big time share who, or Pollard, who might have the whole backfield to himself? I might surprise you, but I want Walker for the long term value. Um, I want the consistency. I don't. I don't know anything about Charbonnet. Um, yeah. I, I don't. He's a he's a good bruiser and a short yardage guy who can definitely rob some touchdowns. Um, and I'm not really worried about uh, the injury history, which is very short history with Kenneth Walker. But yeah. I find and uh, Tony Pollard's way too high on this list for me. Um, for uh, okay. a person in his backfield, um, I know he's got all the opportunity, but I think that's a flash in the pan, one and done kind of thing. They're going to put someone else in that backfield with him, like a Leonard Fournette or something. I, w- I could see that. I could see that. What do you think about that one, Amanda? Are you Pollard or Walker? Which one do you prefer? In Dynasty? Rob brings up a good point. If things, if the chips fall where they are right now, I'm in on Pollard. But if they sign someone else, then obviously I'm a little iffy on it. I I don't know what it is. I have this weird like conviction for the guy that's gunning for the RB1. And so that was that was Tony. And I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I've kept that love for him. And that's my same thing. We'll talk later about AJ Dillon. I'm like, yeah. it's something oh, about. Trust me, I'm excited to right talk about Dillon. That, I know like, the that one D yeah. is just like, that's my favorite guy to root for. I don't care who, they, like what team it is, but I love a good one B. So one hey, Bs are always fun. Honestly, yes. like when it's that, that guy that's taken the job and then they get the job and you're like, it's, yes. it reminds me kind of like that. Uh, I think it was from Batman from the, uh, the dark night where he goes, you know, you, you just, well, you don't know what to, you always want to chase the car, but you don't know what to do when you get it. You know, it feels like that to me. You're like you're, you're just trying to get the starting job, but now that you've got it, are you going to, what do you do with it? Yeah, you know, that's yeah. kind of what it feels like. Yeah. It's a little crazy. I personally would rather have Pollard, but again, these two are right back to back for a reason. Mm-hmm. It's, it's picking nits. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're literally just like, I don't know. And Kenneth Walker was really good last year. I think he did a really good job. I think it's interesting that the team drafted another running back, even if it is Charbonnet and they're, you know, he's a different kind of back. That still says to me that they spent a pretty good amount of draft capital on another one. That worries mm-hmm. me a little bit for Walker. And it just still seems like they're a little bit injured. And, you know, there's question marks around both of them right now, both Walker and Charbonnet, which we'll talk about soon. Um, and then again, with Pollard, I, I almost have this, this vibe, this gut feeling that Zeke comes back and kind of steps oh, on his toes yet God. again. I just feel like that's how the NFL writers are putting this together. You know what I mean? They're just going to be like, <laughs> yeah, Zeke gets cut, and then be. he's like, guess what? I'm back. And it's a, a veteran minimum contract. I don't even care about the money. I'm just here to eat. Yeah, like I just You know what? To- and Tom Brady's going to unretire. Tom Brady's back, too. Let's just go all in. Man, like- that would be both perfect and terrifying. So I'm j- I totally get why Pollard is 13. I would have him around that 10-11 range, but again – we're, we're getting picky. I mean, it, there's nothing wrong at that point. I think you're getting good value with Pollard and Walker both. They I think they both have room to move up there, which is kind of what I'm looking for when I'm, I'm picking at this range. And I think, too, the way you said it before, Kudo Doodle, is like if you wait on running backs, these are the kind of guys you start to oh, look at as fine. running back ones, yes. right? I'd be fine with yeah. Pollard as my RB1. Mm-hmm. You know, running back 13 mm-hmm. and ADP, so you're going to have someone that's got two of the top 12. 
I'd be fine with that. I'd be like, no, mm-hmm. no, no, I don't mind. I'll get some receivers and tight end, you know, depending on scoring, I agree. super flex, get a quarterback. Right. But if you can get Pollard in the fourth or something as your first running back, I think you're sitting pretty on something like that. So mm-hmm. um, next batch, we'll kind of put a bigger group together because again, there, there's only so many to really get into, but let's do this. We'll do uh, running back 19 miles Sanders running back 21, Aaron Jones running back 22, Deandre Swift. Running back 23, Cam Akers. Running back 24, Zach Charbonnet. And running back 25, Alexander Madison. So I know that's a pretty big batch. We're going to be talking about Sanders, Jones, Swift, Akers, Charbonnet, and Madison. The the big group here, I kind of put them all together because you've got all sorts of types, but they're all question marks. Every single one of these guys to me is like, eh, like I'm not sure what I think about them. I don't know what I like about them. Like Madison's obviously got some upside. I really like where he could go, but running back 25 is like, that feels about right, you know, and then you got Sanders all the way up at RB19 on the kind of fantasy football Carolina Panthers. They're just going out and picking whoever they think is going to score points that week <laughs> with Adam Thielen and Andy Dalton and Hayden Hurst. Like they're just kind of my team from three years ago. But uh, I guess, Cooter, I'll kick it to you first. Any of these guys that you're excited about, like which one of these would you rather have or, or most I'll, like to have as your RB2? I'll be honest. I, I'm, I keep teetering both ways, but I do like Miles Sanders. I like him there. I'm excited. Like, I guess I'm hopeful that they'll use him in some similar fashion of like really just running it constantly. I don't think it's going to be a CMC kind of reboot, but I'm excited for it. It, it, If I'm in a draft and it feels like he's falling just a tad bit and I'm in a good position, I don't, I don't hate that. Aaron Jones, again, I'm a AJ Dillon girl. So I'm, I know I'm away from Aaron Jones. (laughs) <laughs> and then maybe maybe a little Seattle there. I'll take it. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, of this group, I'm okay with Sanders. I like Sanders. And, and Swift I like Sanders. Too. Yeah, I like Sanders. What do you think, Rob? Which of these guys would you most prefer as your RB2? Like, you know, given their value is all pretty close. Which one of these is your uh, your best choice? Uh, I have to absolutely agree with Sanders. Everyone you listed in that list is the dead zone for me. Um, it's it's Sanders. He shares the backfield with uh, the uh, Donta Foreman. Yeah. Right, uh, another bruiser who can steal some goal line touches if they can make it to the goal line. Um, but That's a big if, yeah, <laughs> big if. Um, but yeah, he's uh, he's still got fresh legs. He showed what he can really do in Philadelphia's offense. I know he's being downgraded substantially with the offensive line moving over to Carolina, but um, that's definitely the guy. And I'm I'm with you 100, percent Cooter. I'm uh, I'm going to be tracking him in the draft and try to snipe him before We're he gonna, gets. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> All right, let me take a little note right here. Jot that down. Okay. <laughs> Rob, look away for a second. Okay. She's just going to write something. Got it. Uh, I think I'm kind of on the same page as you guys. I, I do like Sanders this year. I think RB19, again, feels fair, but I yeah. think he could be a top 12 running back in that offense. I mean, there is some some question marks around him, of course. Like, can he actually hold that job? Can he maintain, you know, that RB1 by himself status without being an RB1A, you know, to Deonta Foreman and, like you said it too, Rob, are they going to get in the end zone enough? Are they going to be high powered enough to, you know, walk their way down the field and, and get a lot of points? I think again, if, if all of these guys are considered somewhat equal, Sanders is ranked the highest. He's the one I want the most. And I don't think that's much of a cop out. I think it just, mm-hmm. we all agree. Sanders is probably the best path to points and in fantasy points matter. That's obviously the whole thing we're playing on here. Uh, I also feel like he's got the least competition of these guys, mm-hmm. except for maybe Cam Akers which is the mm-hmm. other one. I'm like, I'm actually kind of falling back in love with Cam Akers. I'm really falling in love with this value more than anything. Uh, there was a stretch where he was going, you know, RB6, RB8, something like that two years ago. And, you know, during the playoffs when he kind of came back from injury and was like dominating out of nowhere and every, you know, the NFL playoffs, of course, 
And I remember trading him away in one league for, you know, Najee Harris, I think, or something like that. And it just felt like a steal. Uh, and it's just one of those things where it's it's interesting how the offenses can really dictate this. But overall, we haven't heard much of Cam Akers this offseason. I was I about like been a lot of talk there. I was about to say, I feel like Cam Akers is one of those guys like Rob, you know, how we'll like me and Rob at our home, like our home leagues. We have our cheat sheets and we're like we're in it. And there's always that one or two guys that just keep falling. They just keep yeah. falling and everyone's avoiding. And I feel like Cam Akers could be that dude just because no one's talking about it. He's not in anybody's like sleeper list and cool and, and value list. And so I feel like he's a weird one that could just slip a little lower than you would think I agree. that would make him yeah. worth it. You know? And I think you put it perfectly. He's, he's slipping in ADP. I think for that mm -hmm. same reason, he's not the flashy guy. He's not Deandre Swift on a new team. He's not Miles Sanders on a new team. He's not, he's not a rookie, right? Like there, there's a lot of things that you're looking at. Like, well, I'm, he's not on a sleeper list. He's, also not on a do not draft list. Like he's yeah, just kind he's of literally in the just, he's hiding in plain yeah. sight. And so I feel like that's one and I'm saying it and Rob's now hearing it, but like, I he feel like he's one of those ones that every year there's like three, two or three guys that I just feel like what's happening. And then you see it and you get in your head about it because you're like, okay, we made another round and no one picked them. Okay. We made <laughs> right. another round and no one picked them. What's going on. And finally someone's like, Oh, I'm, I, it's mine. But like, yeah. that could be the one. You know? It feels like someone that you, when you when you go to put the sticker up or whatever, like, is he hurt? Did, mm -hmm. did I miss a news blur? Everyone like, starts, what, yeah, yeah, Googling Cam yeah. Akers, what's happening? And yeah. then everybody kind of goes, oh, good pick, good pick. I was yeah. going to take it. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's kind of yep. like that generic, everybody agrees it was a good pick. Uh, yep. But Rob, what do you think about Cam Akers, I guess? I mean, do you think we're on the same page? Is it like, is that a great value or are you kind of out on him? No, absolutely. I'm, I'm in on him. That's the uh, NFL's probably worst or second worst defense. Um, so opportunity to be playing from the lead is going to be not really there. I mean, you got Cooper Cup in that offense. You still have Matthew Stafford, who's going to get him the ball no matter what. He could be double cover, triple cover. Cooper Cup is going to make it, and that's yep. going to give uh, that's going to give Cam Makers opportunity to continue to run the ball. Not a great offensive line, but I mean, opportunity, especially where he's going to be drafted when you have him ranked. No question, I want him. I want him, and I may actually. I may actually move him a little bit higher because I'm starting to get these mile standards last year vibes where yeah. we're like, er, I don't really want to touch him, but he keeps slipping, slipping, mm -hmm. slipping. And then all of a sudden don't he's... draft me. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Oh, I'm waiting for it. I hope Cam Akers sends a tweet like that. Then I'm drafting him really high. Yeah. Seriously. That. Yep. Uh, the NFL story writers wanted it. I think Cam Akers may be one of those people that I'm trying to go get, right? Like I'm trying to go figure out, Mm -hmm. how to get him on my team for cheap. I'm trying to see who's got him and see what they need. I feel like a lot of my teams right now, I'm kind of pivoting into running back mode a little bit and trying to see where I can make trades for players. And Cam Akers is one of those guys I would love to target. So, you know, maybe there's a, I can send like a Josh Downs on a good camp blurb or like a good video of training camp. You know, we see those all the time with receivers. Mm -hmm. or like Some amazing yep. one-handed catch that Josh Downs comes down with. And you're like, I'll give you him for Cam Akers. The guy's like, oh man, that's all totally worth. Like, no man, that was I was just trying to hop up at running back. Like, that's something that you know, can't, Josh Downs, Rashi Rice, like these other guys are like second oh, yeah. round picks and rookie drafts have a ton of upside. But how many times have we had second round receivers just do nothing in the NFL? Right? It just it happens all the time. And I'm talking second yeah. round rookie drafts, not uh, NFL draft. But still, like those second round rookie draft receivers are just kind of like meh. You know what I mean? Like I just they, they mm -hmm. kind of come and go. There's so many receivers, and I think Cam Makers is going criminally underrated but i want to talk about these next two as a grouping in a sense and i want to hear a lot more about one than the other i know that you're going to be favorable on one and not the other but running back 27 rashad white and running back 28 kendry miller of your new orleans saints 
Uh, I feel like these two in my book are, are very similar to where they both have a ton of upside. They're both still very young on offenses that may not necessarily know exactly who they are or what they want to do. And so there could be a lot of upside for them or they could just not get used correctly, which is unfortunate, but we see that happen. Um, and I guess, Rob, I'll kick it to you first. And just because you guys are Saints fans, what do you think about Kendra Miller? How do you like that pick? We'll talk about the other running back later, but let's specifically focus on the rookie. What do you think about Kendra? Uh Kendry Miller is, um, I like him. Uh, that offense, especially with the pending Alvin Kamara uh, suspension, we don't know if it's going to be four games, yep. six games, or half a season or something like that. Uh, he's definitely going to get some touches. And I think if he gets 10 touches, I mean, he's built for the NFL. He's built a great offense. Um, love to see that Derek Carr is going to get the ball around a little bit so that they don't load the box against the, the running backs with Jamal Williams and with him back there too. But I think uh, Kendry Miller is great for dynasty. Um, he's not going to be on my um, regular season draft stuff uh, very early on whatsoever. I think he's mm-hmm. going to be a second second round, uh, second round, half kind of running back where uh, maybe we don't see the resurgence of uh, Jamal Williams that we want to see, and he's going to start getting more and more opportunity in there to start feeding the rock. And then next year, it is all Miller season. It's Miller time. <laughs> it's Miller time, man. That's so perfect for New Orleans. I could just totally see that being like on all the jumbo. Tri- it's Miller time. And everyone's oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I Cooter, what do you think about Kendra? I mean, I, I agree don't think with Rob. Anything crazy that's just exactly analysis, but you you have any other input no, on No, I agree with Rob. Like my I've said this before, but I was very high on the Saints last season. I I know everybody forgets where we were this time a year ago, but like I thought all the Saints players were undervalued. And now I feel like it's pretty even. People are taking into account with Kamara, but I I don't know. I have a soft spot for Jamal Williams. I know he's not going to do what he did in, in Detroit and have all these little tiny, tiny touchdowns, but <laughs> I do agree for dynasty. I like him, but for, yeah. for uh, Miller, but for redraft, I haven't taken Jamal a good bit. Just I, again, for the upside at, at of like, value, yeah, yes, cost, that's what I was going to say. Like it's yeah. not much. Yep. And then like, if Kamara's out, let's say four to six, I mean, come on, you know? So I don't know. Dynasty-wise, yes, I get Miller. Redraft, I know that's not what this podcast is, but redraft, I love Jamal Williams. Love him, love him. And his personality. I feel like he hypes up the the locker room and the coaches are like, you know what, let's get that boy the ball. Yeah. You know? No, I love that. And I'll say this too, like every dynasty league becomes redraft in the fall. So no, you're you're not wrong to talk redraft. So you're, you're perfect. This is the time we start that pivot, right? Where we start to look at, okay, we actually have to set lineups. We actually need Mm -hmm. points. So that's good analysis. That's terrific. Uh, I want to say this too, though. Jamal Williams is one of the few NFL players that I've kind of like seen in person. Uh, Wife and I went to a Detroit uh, Chicago game last year and we were lucky enough to get down on the field because her company had tickets and all this. And so her and I, her dad and her, our nephew went down there and he was like down there throwing the ball to a bunch of people. We were trying to get his attention for him to pass Mm -hmm. to us. Right. And as soon as he kind of like walks away and the cameras are all walking away and everybody's kind of leaving, he kind of turns around for one more pass and throws it to my nephew. So that was really cool. He got to oh, catch a pass cool. from Paul Williams, got to throw it back. Like, so we got some great pictures, had a great time down there. So yes, that's hey, awesome. Great guy. I, he seems the, like a you good can dude. tell he just loved playing the game. He's got a good heart. Like everybody on the team loved him. So when I heard that he was kind of shipping down to New Orleans, I'm like, Oh, that's a bummer for Detroit, right? Like they're losing a locker room mm-hmm. guy, but New Orleans can yeah, really use that right now. Like they're going through a, oh, big, in a big way. 
and mm-hmm. Kamara with the drama and all that. Like, I think Jamal Williams, I'm with you. I think Jamal Williams is the running back I want at cost because, yep. I mean, he could be a third round pick. You could, you know, send something over for him if you need to. I'm not saying we need to do that now, but if mm-hmm. you're really short on running back, that might not be a bad spot to, to look. And I definitely want to give a, a shout out to Mr. Scampers in the chat here. What is the beer of choice in Ooh. New Orleans? Is Miller the beer or is it a Bud Light City? Is it a Craft City? I mean, what, I, mean I think it's a Beta, right, Rob? Beta makes sense. Yeah, yeah like it's got to be a Beta. Yeah, and especially beer, the right? strawberry abita, like when that season hits, that's fun. Okay. But there's also okay. Urban South has some good beers. I don't know. I could go. We could have a whole. Well, that's podcast. a whole after. Yeah, podcast. that could, sounds great. We'll yeah, do. That, we'll <laughs> do. Uh, we'll do this podcast after dark, and we'll. We need to do like here. a like a drinking talking fantasy football pod. Oh wait, that already exists. That's right. Oh dang. <laughs> Maybe we get Jake to get into the depths of Vita on one of those podcasts. Ooh. That'd be great. Um, I think that was a good question because we were talking Miller time, of course, with Kendra Miller. Miller Just I'll I'll chime in and just say I I agree with pretty much what you guys said. I love Kendra Miller in Dynasty. I think he's got a lot of upside. He's got a big future there. I think that they spent a pretty fair amount of draft capital and you're going to have to do the same in your rookie drafts. And I think that that could be good. I don't want to just ignore Rashad White, though. I think Rashad White has a lot of upside, too. And I totally Mm -hmm. get why these are kind of going in here. But uh, Matthew Wiggins chimed in earlier in the chat. Rashad White is criminally underrated. I completely agree. If I mean, it's running back yes. Two, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I would have no problem at all with Rashad White or Kendry Miller as my RB2, mm-hmm. to be honest. And just, I mean, yep. we're, we're later than the last group, and I'm still okay with these guys. So, mm-hmm. uh, before we move on, because again, Tampa is the enemy, in a sense, of New Orleans Saints fans. And I know mm-hmm. that it's been a really rough couple of years for, for Tampa mm-hmm. being so good and then kind of being crappy, which is nice. But I guess, Rob, what, you were kind of excited, look like, about Rashad White. What do you think about him? Is he somebody you're targeting in Dynasty? Cover your ears, cooter doodle. Uh, <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely. I uh, I really, really Rashad White. I want him and getting more than ten touches a game and one of these bully yeah. passes at the very end of the game. I want all that opportunity. He can put his foot in the ground. He can get upfield very quickly. Offensive line is not terrible. That defense is not terrible. Um, and you still have weapons on that offense with uh, with the, with your wide receivers. I think back, Baker Mayfield's going to do just enough just to get the offense continuously going. I want opportunity like Rashad White in every one of my drafts. Yeah. And, and Cooter, what do you think about Rashad White? Can you put your fandom aside and kind of just say, oh, all yeah. right, I'll have a for team sure. for player on my team? Okay. Yeah, just making for sure. sure. I don't – honestly, my fandom – y'all have seen me on Twitter. I, I change every <laughs> every month I'm on a yeah. new guy. So, yeah, absolutely. All right, good. Just making sure. Just 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 double-checking there. Because I, I do a lot of drafting with my heart. I'm a Bengals fan, as everybody mm-hmm. knows. Uh, and for a long time, I was uh, I was that idiot drafting Bengals fans and drafting Bengals players. And it was like, you must be a Bengals fan because there's no one that would do that. Now the Bengals players are all good and I don't get a chance. It's really annoying. Yeah, so, that is frustrating when that I'll happens. take it, though. I'm not going to be angry at my team being yep. good. That sounds fine to me. Um, <laughs> but no. So we'll get into the last batch here. Uh, we're going to RB36 overall just because we could talk forever about these guys. But I feel like these are the ones mm-hmm. that matter. And this is a nice little group of five that's got some interesting names. Uh, some familiar faces in a sense. We've got running back 31, David Montgomery, RB32, AJ Dillon, RB34, James Connor, RB35, Alvin Kamara, and RB36, Antonio Gibson. Ton of names we're not going to get into, but I want to at least hit some of these. Obviously, we've got AJ Dillon in this group. I know you want to mm-hmm. talk about him. Alvin Kamara is in this group. We talked about David Montgomery. I mean, I guess Cooter, we got to give you the floor for AJ Dillon. I mean, do you still think he's uh he's the I guy? Do. In Green Bay? I do. I do. I'm I'm so upset with how last season went and I'm going to blame it on Aaron Rodgers, even though that makes no sense. That's my reason. <laughs> I just, everything was set up so perfectly. If you looked at the stats the year prior, it, it should have been 
a, a different play. But I love A.J. Dillon. Alvin Kamara, at this point, I'm only happy with if you're very comfy with who you have at running back already. Right. right. Like he – I don't know how I feel about him. And then I'm also okay with Gibson. That Of I the ones you said, that's where like – Dylan and Gibson, I'm very happy with Kamara, only if I'm very like safe and I'm like, you know, let's throw a dart here and see what happens. That's a good idea. And you were in a fantasy league with AJ Dillon. Am I correct? Yeah, I was. So you're friends with I AJ Dillon. I played AJ Dillon against AJ Dillon. That's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. He never <laughs> he never actually acknowledged me doing it, oh. but that's fine because I know in my heart that he saw, you know. You know, he was like, Well, yeah, I have to knew. low play he this knew. one. Like yeah, he knew. <laughs> he knew. That's all that matters. I just think that is one of the most like baller moves ever. You'd be like, no, I'm drafting AJ Dillon. No. Oh, mm-hmm. against AJ mm-hmm. Dillon. What a brilliant move. Uh, Rob, what do you think about this group? Anyone in here that stands out to you or that you've fallen in love with, like Cooter has with AJ Dillon? I'm, I'm going to fall in line. AJ Dillon, absolutely. Um, Let's go. Him and Aaron Jones are both on contract years, and yep. it's they're both going to be playing as hard as they can so they can get that next contract, and neither of them are going to be with the Packers next year. So I agree. Uh, it'd, be, yeah. it'd be great to see the quad father in, uh, in a Bengals uniform or in a Raiders uniform. Oh, Ooh, in a Raiders uniform would be nice. I would Ooh. probably buy that jersey. Right? That would be fun. That would be, be fitting. I, I think in terms of dynasty, AJ Dillon kind of worries me because of the fact that we don't know where he's going to go. We don't know. Like the, you were talking before with Barkley only having one year and like, mm-hmm. and the way AJ Dillon is right now, he's maybe a one B if not a running back two on his own team behind Aaron Jones. And I love the player. Right. And I actually don't mind the value here at running back 32, mm-hmm. but it just worries me a little bit. Like I just, I don't know if, he's going to land in the right spot for that value to go up. Right. And I'm not getting nothing about the talent. I say this pretty much every week, everyone on this list is better at this than I will ever be at anything in my life. (laughs) These guys are phenomenal athletes and I am nowhere close to as good at anything as they are at this. But uh, AJ Dillon kind of, I wouldn't say again, worries me isn't quite the right word. It's just like, I'm, I'm uncertain more about him. You just have to, you just have to manifest it. You just think about it. You make a board, (laughs) you put his quads all over the place. Like (laughs) it will be fine. It'll be fine. Those quads say everything will work out. Everything will quad (laughs) out. Um, I, the only other player that we really didn't mention much on here is James Conner. And I think he's another steal though. I think this year, especially he's going to get a ton of points. So anytime I'm not worried about Marlon Mack. I'm, no, I'm not worried about Marlon Mack <laughs> crying out for them. No, not at all. Uh, I'm worried more about Kyler Murray and that offense just not being mm-hmm. good, right? I'm just worried about that offense, like, not having any reason to play and just kind of, like, throwing in the towel at halftime. And, you know, just kind of, who knows? Maybe they just let Keontae Ingram go ham. I mean, honestly, we don't know. But I do like the aspect yeah. of James Conner being RB34. You know, you can get him for very cheap. And it, honestly, like, Alvin Kamara with the question marks around him and, and the suspension looming or not, I mean, there's some off the field stuff with him, but he's still a stud on the field. And I kind of like what you said with that too, Amanda, where it's like, if I have four running backs and either of these guys is my RB five, that's exactly where I want to be. You know what I mean? Like if I can land it where like, I'm just running back heavy and I just got these Mm -hmm. guys as a deep position, I'm fine with it. I don't want to have to rely on them to start, but I think in redraft or, you know, for contending teams, Connor, you could do worse. Honestly, like Connor is not a terrible RB two or flex option. If you end up getting other value, other places. So I at least wanted to mention that because I think running back 34 just feels disrespectful in a sense, but I also Mm kind of get it, right? Like, I don't know how long he's even going to be playing football. There was a stretch where he might not have, you know, come back from cancer and he's, who knows Mm -hmm. what other health issues are going to happen 
the running back landscape is brutal. So I think all of these guys, all five of these, Montgomery, Dylan, Connor, Kamara, and Gibson, I'm fine with all three of them as a RB3, which is exactly where they're ranked, right? Like, yeah. I think that makes total sense. And if they're my third running back option, you know, do not you know, break glass and, you know, in case of emergency kind of running back, I'm fine with it. Like, if you're looking at like uh, a monster lineup in Dynasty, we see this more often than in redraft where you're playing a team that's just stacked where they just got lucky in all their draft picks. They didn't mm-hmm. draft Jalen Rager like some of us. They didn't draft uh, Nikhil Harry like some of us. Not bitter, but there are teams out there that did everything right somehow, right? And you need you just need a juggernaut high upside team. I'm fine throwing Kamara in there if he's playing because mm-hmm. he can do that five touchdowns anytime, right? I mean, like yep. it can still happen. So it's kind of nice to remember that some of these guys even down here are, are still steals. Uh, is there any other running back you want to mention? Anybody that you kind of want to come out and say like as a sleeper is like and, and just sort of super deep. We talked about Jamal Williams, which I think is actually a great answer for this. But yeah. anyone else in that same kind of I don't of think it's you? a sleeper, but I have been drafting a lot of uh, Jalen Warren. I've yeah. been enjoying that. I like that. Yeah. I like that. That's not a bad pick. He's definitely later in the list. What about mm-hmm. you, Rob? Any any late running backs that you're a fan of? One, and its name is Rashad Penny. Yes. I also like Rashad Penny. I think Rashad Penny is, uh, I, again, I don't want to say underrated because he's probably rated appropriately because he's just so, fl- yep, there you go. Could write that down. I like that. Uh, I, I like Rashad Penny too. I also, I mentioned him too. Ezekiel Elliott is somebody I'm trying to. Acquire. Oh yeah. 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 Alvin Cook. Oh yeah. Some of these free agents, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they're, they're going to go somewhere. Yeah. They're going to land somewhere yeah. and, and be a grenade to somebody's value. And there's a, there is a world where they don't get signed until week eight but then they yep. carry you to fantasy title. You know what I mean? Like there is a solid chance of that. So obviously you, you got to be able to sit on that value and put them on your bench for weeks, if not more yep. than that. Um, so again, it's, it's a high risk, but high reward kind of option. So Fournette, I'm not as sold on. I, I think he might, you know, might not have much left in the tank, but Zeke and, and cook, I'm still a fan of cream mm-hmm. hunt is obviously still out there. I'm mm-hmm. a fan of him. So we got to see a lot more of, of the preseason, I guess, to see who gets dinged up and what teams start to look at their rosters and start to make cuts and, that's when we can see that. But once they sign, you're not going to get them for the price you can get them for right now. So my point. logic is go add them now. Get them now. Yeah. yeah, go add them now before their, their price goes up. Uh, and another one that I wanted to mention, which is actually perfect, Matthew Wiggins, again, coming through in the chat, Roshan Johnson. I love Roshan Johnson, another great NFC running back as well. Uh, him and Khalil Herbert are both, in my book anyway, are both running backs that I love having, again, in that flex or, you know, running back four or five kind of option on my team. Mm-hmm. I don't really know which one's going to be the guy to have, but I really think the, the you know, fields run Bears offense is going to be a stud thing this year. So I just want a piece of that offense any way I can get it. And kind of contrary to what we were talking about with Carolina, I think uh, Chicago is going to be in the red zone a lot. I think they're going to be moving the ball a lot and they're going to need runs running backs to get in the end zone. So yeah, Roshan Johnson's a good one. Same as of course with Khalil Herbert, to be honest with you. So I think there's some good names for some deeper, some deeper picks. Any other talk on running backs before we move on to some other fun topics in the podcast tonight? I mean, Scamper has brought up Frank Gore. Just shout out Frank Gore. Shout out Frank Gore. Yeah. man, the the everlasting running back. (laughs) no, what a guy. Maybe Frank Gore Jr. in a couple years. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> we're, we're a dynasty podcast. Maybe it's Debbie. You know, go, go get you some Frank Gore Jr. Jr. I don't know. Um, Tom you know, Brady think- and Frank Gore come back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oof, that would be an interesting team. They're just playing in the parking lot. You know what I mean? Like, just, you're, you're doing great, Tom. You're doing great. Keep going. Just tossing the ball. That's right. So with that, we're going to get to our next segment, which is our listener league trades and updates. We actually uh, had a couple of these from a couple weeks ago. We did so many. 
on uh, last week's episode for DJ2 that we kind of put some of these for this week. So the first trade is in Dynasty Junkies 1. Admiral Dakbar gave up Jimmy Garoppolo and Jordan Addison to Mickey MK or MCKU for Tua Tagovailoa. So Kuder, I'll kick it to you first. Which side of this trade? I know you're not a big trader, but which side yeah, of this trade appeals to I'll be to honest. This one is just a what do you believe in, in my opinion. And I... If Tua, I have, I have such, my heart is so soft. I, I hate everything that happened last season with Tua and it breaks my heart. But like, if he's healthy, it's such a skyrocket, like easy. I like it. I like it. I'll just keep it at that. I like yeah, you it. like Tua. You're on the yeah. Tua side. I like that. Rob, what about you? Which side of this trade do you like? Very even trade. I do like Tua in that offense. No question. If he can stay healthy and if that team just takes care of him. I mean, no, no mm-hmm. question. He's a, he can definitely be in a QB1 conversation. Yep, I think Tua's got some question marks, and and like we said, I I hope he's healthy. I hope he stays fine. I hope he doesn't have yep. any more concussions. Obviously, that's I was at that game in Cincinnati on Thursday oh, night. Uh, wow. Not a great time, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Cincinnati's actually mm-hmm. had a couple of really odd live events, right? Tua, and then mm-hmm. of course Demar Hamlin. So like mm-hmm. you know, having season tickets has been great the past couple of years. Um, but I will say Tua is still the guy that I would pick here too. I think he's mm-hmm. I think he's fine. I think he's done some work in this off season, you know, working on his neck and things like that to try to make this less likely and, and do everything he can to play. He's got the heart. He's got the drive. Um, I do think it's a fair trade, but I think I'd rather mm-hmm. have Tua than the, the upside of Addison and the husk of Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Just, I mean, Garoppolo, maybe this year is his last year. Maybe yep. week three is his last week, but we don't know. Like that, that team yep. could go a whole bunch of directions. So yeah, give me Tua on that one. No offense to Admiral Dakbar, or sorry, no <laughs> offense to Mikey MCKU, but I would prefer the Admiral Dakbar side. Uh, mm-hmm. Next trade is in Dynasty Junkies 2. This just came through today, and I thought it was mm-hmm. perfect because it included a running back we mm-hmm. talked about. So thank you for that one, guys. We got Dynasty Wazoo giving up Jonathan Taylor to Dynasty Eeyore, who gave up Charbonnet and a 24 first. So, Rob, I'll kick it to you first on this one. Which side of this trade do you like, Jonathan Taylor or Charbonnet in the first? Charbonnet in the first. That quick, yeah. that easy. <laughs> oh, easy. Yeah, I, I mentioned okay. that I don't know a lot about Charbonnet, but I want that first round pick next year. We talked about Taylor at the top of the show, right? Like, we don't know what he's going to do. We don't know where he's going to play. But to you, in theory, anyway, a first is enough to kind of talk the conversation. And then Charbonnet puts it over the edge and you're you're locked in. Charbonnet may get 10 to 15 touches, a couple couple end zone looks a game. And that could turn into one, two, three, five touchdowns or something like that. And he beats off for you. Great flex play. Uh, And having that first for next year, that, that rookie class next year is fantastic. Okay, so again, Kuda, write that down, right? Rob's yeah, really interested I don't know. in 24 picks. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, okay. I don't know anything about rookies, so I'm I'm listening. I'm tuned in. Well, I, so what do you think then? I know, you're as I, again, as someone yeah. who doesn't do a lot of trading, what do you think? Is Zach Charbonnet the shiny new toy and then the future pick? That's even shinier because it's not even a player yet. Correct, yeah. The two boxes, <laughs> a box within a box. That's right. I don't know. Like, I guess I'm – I guess it really just comes down to do you think – Taylor's playing this year or not or do you right. think you know what I mean that's really what it comes down Completely to and agree. for me that is I feel like every trade I don't like saying necessarily that they're like earlier whenever y'all said the other one was even like they're all even depending on how you believe it's gonna go Correct. you know yep. what I mean context is everything yeah yep. so I like it I I just feel like it's flowing I feel like it's even I love it because I feel like if you truly believe Taylor's gonna play I love Taylor but if you don't oh, yeah. I love the other way so I I, I, I think it's even I'm comfy I think it's with even. it either way. I think it's even. I'm kind of with you. It depends on the team, but mm-hmm. I, you know, in a vacuum, in a I'd vacuum, Taylor. Yeah. But if your team is set up where you don't need the points and you're really trying to kick mm-hmm. it, you might look at this and say, "This is the most I'm going to get for Taylor because there's mm-hmm. so many things that could happen. I'm out. I'm done." 
and you're still getting a young running back in Zach Charbonnet exactly. and you're getting a re-roll in 24. So I, I like that tier down. In a sense. I do. So I, I completely see the logic on both sides. I agree. I Great. thought when this came through, I was like, that's a, that's actually a pretty fair trade. Like I kind of mm -hmm. get the logic there. Uh, next one, last one we got for the night, DJ three, we got Maruk 16 giving up Devante Adams and a 24 second to our real people, Jason real for Aaron Rodgers, who would not playing tonight, but is commentating on the sideline from this hall of fame mm -hmm. game. So Aaron Rodgers, or again, super flex, of course, it's a 14 team super flex. I probably should have said that, but 14 team super flex, Aaron Rodgers or Devante Adams in a second. What do you think Rob? I'll start with you again. I want the, I want the, um, the wide receiver one there. Yeah, uh, I, I think it's great. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has got at least two years in him, and uh, in that in that offense, potentially, you know, he can have Tom Brady in the Buccaneers or Peyton Manning in the Broncos, kind of first season, and just yep. completely smash it, and you win. I mean, you absolutely win. There's no question about that. Um, but I like having that cornerstone and that wide receiver, and having a second round draft pick for next year. And that again, I like that 2024 class. So. Yeah. Well, and again, even if it is a second, which we were kind of poo-pooing seconds a little bit ago, that's still a future pick that you can trade away. It's another chip. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a technical term, Cooter. You'll learn it. It's fine. Okay. Uh, but again, Amanda, <laughs> what do you think about this one? Is this a fair trade? Um, or you, before you, you said it was a super flex, I was very convinced of what side I was going to go on. Yeah. But now I don't know. And I kind of agree with Rob. Like, Rodgers, I, I do. I'm excited for Rodgers this season. I think it's going to be interesting. I think having a team that believes in him is – which there's been so much turmoil that could be rejuvenating. Um, I do think I lean the Adam side, but being super flex, I think it's fine. It's not bad, but I, I think, I don't think Rogers, you're going to get a lot out of him. And I guess I, if I think of like, if either one bombs, it would be more painful if the Rogers side bombed. Ooh. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I think too, this one again, comes back to context. You know, if, if you can give up Adams in a second to get a quarterback without having to give up a quarterback in mm -hmm. a 14 team super flex, I mean, that's, that's roster dependent in my book. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, I think the, and again, in a vacuum, I'd probably rather have Adams in a second, but if you don't have a quarterback, and that's depends. what you got to give up to I get know. one. That's what you got to give up to get one. You know, know. sometimes Absolutely. that's just how the cookie crumbles. Uh, that being said, if I'm giving up a quarterback in a 14 teamer, it's got to be a trade like this. It's got to mm -hmm. be something where mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm getting a solid stud back and a future pick and a, a pick, little bit of yep. value. I mean, again, I think it's a very fair trade and it's going to be roster dependent more than most, right? Mm -hmm. Where you're, you're really going all in on Rodgers and the Jets. And, and I mean, again, we're not looking up total rosters here. That's next. But uh, logic in my brain would be like super flex, man, give me Aaron Rodgers. But oh, wait a minute, Devontae Adams, that's a nice, that's, hang on, that's a nice mm -hmm. receiver. Like, I think he's still got some, some good stuff there. So yeah, I think that was, those are all three very fair trades. Again, these junkies listeners are are junkies and know what they're doing. They listen to us. I they feel, really I like do. A, These are like, it's not easy to decide. Yeah, I feel like it's it's one of those things where we, we see a lot of them in the chat tonight. Of course, Matthew Wiggins is in there. I know we we had a couple other puff pass kick was in earlier. You know, we got some other things. So it's just these guys listen to us a lot. And so a lot of times when we see these trades, it's almost always like, yeah, they listen to us. That's exactly <laughs> what we would do. But again, they're junkies too, so you never know. But again, listener leagues are fun. We're really glad that we've got that third one going and excited to see how that one plays out. We'll probably be doing a next one next year. You know, how can we stop now? We're just junkies like everyone else. But with that, we're going to get to our final segment of the night. Uh, I think one of my favorites, we've talked about it a little bit even before the show. Uh, mm -hmm. It's, I mean, it's just such a unique time. We've got to go to our buddy Brian Har as usual here. Find me a trade. Thank you, Brian. Find me a trade. That's exactly right. We're doing find me a trade tonight. This one is submitted by Andy at Ando underscore Skull. 
Uh, actually, been talking with Andy a lot on Twitter. He's been DMing me, and uh, we've been trying to. He's been trying to help out, you know, trying to help him out with his team and some trades and stuff. And I saw he'd submitted an F mat. I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to get Andy on the show. Like, this is one that we got to try. So, uh, the league is the SIGEP Alumni Dynasty FFB League, and that implies to me SIGEP Alumni means this is like a college group of buddies that are still going on. Mm-hmm. That is the exact reason we do this thing. And I know you guys are a prime example of this too. You guys are friends for years. Mm-hmm. You go way back to school as well. Like I've got a, a league that I'm in for, you know, 22 years or whatever now with some guys that I worked at a restaurant. You know what I mean? Like, and none of us work there anymore, mm-hmm. but we all still talk trash it's to each the other. the tie like that binds. I'm telling you. That's it's what so fantasy fun. is for. I love it. it. So it I, as soon as I, again, I saw that and then you were talking about bringing Rob on. I'm like, this is mm-hmm. perfect. This is exactly what we want. It's to keep friendships together. So uh, the team is the Andosaurus Dynasty with the D-I-N-O, which I love that. That's pretty good. Uh, it's a 12-team PPR, uh, no tight end premium, one QB league. And again, I chose this one again because one QB, I'm like, well, Cooter doesn't probably do a lot in the Superflex, not mm-hmm. die hard. I'm like, one QB might be easier to find a trade or to discuss trades at least. I know you're, again, not big in trading, but that's mm-hmm. okay. Um, but it is a uh, start 11, kind of your more home league style, really. Uh, QB, two running back, two receiver, tight end, two flex, a kicker, a defense, and an IDP flex, which again, love that IDP flex. Like just pick one defensive player. Like I think yes. this is something I talk to a lot of people about IDP and I'm not personally a fan of it. It was just too much for my dumb brain and I just couldn't do it. But if you love defense, if you're a fan at all of defense, add one defensive flex to your league. I think it'll be fun. It'll make a difference. Uh, and this league has done that, which I think is great. Uh, his thoughts here, he'd say, uh, I'd say I'm a year out from being a true contender. I'm still a bit weak at the running back position, but I just did a rookie draft and acquired your buddy, Kendry, uh, Kendry Miller, Zay Flowers, and Dalton Kincaid, wondering if I'm ready to make win-now moves. Um, I'm not going to pull it up because it takes too much brain power and, and time and processor on my computer but just I'll read through the team so everybody gets an idea here. So <laughs> this team is, again, one QB. He's got Justin Herbert, Trey Lance, Baker Mayfield, and Tom Brady. That's two weeks in a row that we have a team rostering Tom Brady <laughs> on finding a trade. I mean, I know you guys agree. Kick him. What the heck are we doing here, guys? Get him off your roster. Um, do what you got to do, Randy. I'm just, that's what I would do. Um, <laughs> Jonathan Taylor is the running back one, which we talked about. Your friend, AJ Dillon. We talked about DeAndre Swift. Kareem Hunt, Latavius mm-hmm. Murray, Michael Carter, Pierre Strong, Jordan or Jerome Ford, sorry, Jordan Mason, and Malik Davis. A pretty good running back group. I mean, that's it could be better, but that's mm-hmm. pretty good. It's not uh, terrible. We, no, it's not. We've seen worse. Trust me. Uh, <laughs> we've got AJ Brown, Terry McLaurin, Jerry Judy, C.D. Lamb, Jamison Williams, Hunter Renfro, David Bell, and Trent Sherfield at receiver. That's a pretty good receiver group. If you got Brown and Lamb. And McLaurin, like mm-hmm. I'm happy with that. Mm-hmm. Tight end, he's got David Njoku, Jake Ferguson. Uh, defense Seattle Seahawks, Max Crosby as his IDP and young way co as his kicker. I know it's an Atlanta kicker, but he's still a good one. And then of course, like we mentioned, he's got Zay flowers, Kendra Miller and Dalton Kincaid on this roster to be added as well. So mm-hmm. with that, I know I had a trade figured out. I know Cooter, you mentioned you did not find one, which is totally fine. You can judge. Yeah. Can I have. just say a blanket statement? Exactly. I think, I think he killed his rookie draft. I think Same. that's great. It's building his team in a way that he almost doesn't have to do anything. Yep. And so then I'll throw it off to you guys. Well, I was just going to say he addressed his weaknesses with the rookie. Yes. Draft. That's actually, I mean, again, Kendry Miller adding to the running back stack. That's pretty good for me. You can kick Jerome or Jordan Mason, Jerome Ford, if you want, if you need to make room, uh, Dalton Kincaid, you know, behind David Njoku at tight end. I don't mind that at all. I think Njoku is going to have a good year, but Dalton Kincaid could be a beast. 
And then Zay Flowers adding to that stud receiver. Mm-hmm. Again, I, I think he nailed it. I think he did a great job in the draft. But um, I guess, Rob, then what trade did you find? And we can just let Amanda judge what we found, I guess. What did you find as a trade for this for Andy for this team? My trade would be uh, don't make the the trade with uh, for Jonathan Taylor away from your team. Keep him on your team. Wait it out. Find out where it's going to go. You have studs at your wide receiver. Fill your flex with all those studs. And if you were to make a trade, and I know I said it was really, really big on 2024 picks, but I would move a 2024 second-round pick for Rashad Penny, and then I sure up that Philadelphia backfield with both DeAndre Swift and Rashad Penny, and you have both of them, and if one gets injured or if one pops off, and if it's Penny and he pops off, you, you're good. You're good. I wouldn't. I would not trade any other studs for that. If you're willing to move a second round pick, because you have a, you have I think two of them on your you team. Two of them. Yep. Yeah, I would. I would move him um, if if you could, or if you can get it for a third. I mean, you got your negotiating power. Um, grab Penny, throw it on there, and then you've got the. I think Jerome Ford is the backup running back for the Browns. Am I am I for right now, in the depth yep. chart right now? Yep. Yeah, so if Chubb has an accident, stubs a toe, or something like that, now you've got an offense that's going to continue to hand him the rock stubs as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> we've seen weirder things right no, i mean um, yeah jet skis and who knows yeah, yeah. I mean, we've seen butt oh. fumbles and other you know like there's crazy stuff that happens all the time right um that's it's a chaotic trick. game no i think that's a very fair point and i guess maybe i should have gone first because i mentioned trading away jonathan taylor uh we talked about that earlier in the dynasty junkies league you know the league trades and things like that my trade was to maybe to kind of again depending on your thoughts on Jonathan Taylor mine that's what would it be, all comes down on yeah, yeah mine would be let's get out now before the value tanks or gets worse like mm-hmm. I just went off this ride you know that's kind of my mentality especially when it comes to running backs which mm-hmm. are all so fluky anyway so mine was to send Jonathan Taylor to uh to Zach Green's Jonathan Taylor and Zay Flowers for Josh Jacobs and J.K. Dobbins in my mind all of these players have question marks all of these mm-hmm. players have risk They've all got upside questions. They've got downside questions. Like this is a trade where it's like risk for risk. And it's just literally mm-hmm. putting your risk in a different form. What do you believe in? Yeah. yeah. Yep. And so in my logic too, is it gives you some running back depth, which I really think your team needs more running back depth than it needs receiver depth. I think there's some, there are some worlds where Zay Flowers is the RB three or, or sorry, receiver three or receiver four, if you count Mark Andrews on that team. And you might not get a lot of upside. You might not ever really start him. And and I'd rather split Jonathan Taylor up into two starters, which I think you get back with Jacobs and Dobbins. Of course, Jacobs, you know, with the franchise tag, we don't know where he's going to be. Dobbins mm-hmm. still with an injury and mm-hmm. that offense kind of pivoting to being more pass heavy. Like they all have questions, like I said, but in my book, this is kind of taking the risk of Jonathan Taylor and splitting it up into two less riskier pieces, at least in my mind. But mm-hmm. again, to your point, Rob, I get the logic too of maybe now's not the right time to sell Taylor. And maybe you just hold on and ride this a little longer. So I think again that, that gives you some ideas, Andy, at least of where we're at. But Cooter, what do you think? Would you do Honestly, this Jonathan Taylor trade or not? I feel like both of your trades, it's like when we talk about ceiling and floor. I yeah. feel like Rob's is like the floor, you're safe, you're comfy, you're not gonna blow anything up. And then yours is like, man, this could really pay off or it could hurt, but it could hurt a lot. It's a yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it really just comes down to what kind of player are you? Like, do you want the comfy ride and see what happens next year? Do you want to just play it out and see and just blow things up and just switch it up, you know? Yeah. That's yeah. what I think, I think. I think a lot of times, uh, I talk about this actually. I wrote an article even for Fantasy Pros about this, just drafting with balance. Like, you have to have mm-hmm. risk on your team. Yeah. Right? You can't draft a team that is not risky. Not only is that practically impossible because mm-hmm. so many players have question marks and have risk, but even yep. if, you, if you do that, you get no upside. All of your picks are floor picks, all of your mm-hmm. picks are safe. 
yeah, you might win a couple weeks that way, but I don't see you need to win a week to win a yeah. title. You know what I mean? Like you got to get all of your players clicking at the right time. And I feel like the teams that I have the least amount of risky players on are just boring and don't really, they're kind of middling. They don't really have any of that flash. Right. So it's almost like you have to have some risk. I'm not saying yeah. avoid I feel like risk. it depends on your, your player temperament. Like, yes. Like for me, I'm not a big trade person. So I would probably do the blow up trade and just go for Taylor just because I'm like, you know what? I don't ever do it. Let's just go big or go home. Yeah. But then at the same time in our home league with Rob, like making all the trades that we make, I feel like I probably would go comfy. Let's yeah. just go with Penny because that sets me up and I'm all, I'm going to be making trades throughout. So let me just do something that I'm not scared of, you know, well, that it probably a good trade. I can tell you this as, as a new dynasty player, that penny trade is probably exactly right. Like as someone mm -hmm. who's like afraid to make a bad move mm -hmm. as a junkie, like myself, who doesn't keep anyone, I'm always blowing stuff up. Like, I don't know. Just, <laughs> keep, just keep throwing it against the wall. Hey, stay <laughs> but, the just keep going. Yeah. Uh, if you keep again, any of your original draft picks, you're, you're not playing it right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'm in a trade addicts league with Russ and Rocky. And, and obviously that's a fun time, but it seems like there are times where there are trades that go through in that league and you're just like, don't I have that player? And you realize, oh, I had them three trades ago. You know what I mean? Like they're just making rounds. You know, like wait a minute, that was it's so it's just so much more fun to trade. Uh, I think too, though, it, it, kind of going back to the risk model and, and kind of what you said too, Amanda. It's like how do you, what kind of risk do you like? Mm -hmm. You know, what what risk do you prefer? Do you prefer the the contract risk or the the injury risk, or do you prefer yep. the could sit out all year risk? Like which yep. which of those is more palatable to you? And again, it could come down to the rest of the roster too, right? Looking at Andy's Correct. team here. He's still got Tom Brady, which is a risk of its own. Like, you know, the points <laughs> options there are very small, but, but it could got, pay off, man. Man, can you imagine? <laughs> imagine. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt and then gets benched for Tom Brady again. Oh like, my oh, that would be great. Uh, and Tom Brady buys the Raiders and is, you know, just, I don't know. It'd be so crazy. But, and then he signs Frank Gore and this whole podcast was very, like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> that would be crazy. But no, I'm saying like, he's got AJ Dillon. He's got DeAndre Swift. He's got Kareem Hunt. Like mm -hmm. he's got some risky running backs. And so maybe his logic is, well, I don't want to give up the steady, you know, potential of Taylor for two more risky running backs. Yeah. Right? Like that might yeah. not be what he wants to do. He could look at this and say, well, Taylor's the most risky of all of them. Like maybe I split mm -hmm. that risk up into two players and then I'm kind of putting my eggs in mm -hmm. multiple baskets. So again, yep. I think that's, that's why we like doing these because there is no wrong way to trade. Uh, there is no bad idea. Every trade is some, some potential. Every trade has options. And hopefully mm -hmm. Andy can come up with something. I know uh, he's been in my DMs. Hopefully he can listen to this and come up with something. I'd love it if that could work out. Um, I love, I do love scampers. Just start Justin Herbert. That, that's genius. That's brilliant. That's I actually would, a good idea. Yeah. I agree I like with that. you, scampers. Start Justin Herbert. I think that's terrific analysis. Uh, and then don't start Trent Sherfield, Andy. Like that's, yeah, <laughs> you're exactly right. That's again, terrifically done. Like, that's that's just brilliant. We're just analysis central over here. But anyway, I think that's pretty much what we're looking for. I guess, was there anything else you wanted to get in about this trade or in general, even about this scooter before we get out of here tonight? No, I think he, I really meant what I said. I think his rookie draft went well. I think it's not like he's in a desperate need to make a trade. He has those two options and others like he could sit it out and just see for a year. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I think this is the kind of team where he mentioned he might be a year out from contending. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like this team could win now. I mean, you got to get a little hot, but your receivers go. are good. If Taylor oh, yeah. plays, you've got a good running back room. Like, mm -hmm. I don't think you need yep. to make a trade. you got Kendra, you got Dalton. Like, you've got some good young guys that are kind of coming in here. Mm -hmm. um, I think, too, this is the – we talk about this a lot on this show, too, but, like, timing is everything, right? 
So maybe don't make any trades right now. Just kind of play it out. See how the offseason goes. You've got some good running backs that are on good offenses. But again, if, you know, heaven forbid DeAndre Swift gets hurt, which he's done before, you know, maybe mm-hmm. then you make a trade for Rashad or, you know, yeah, for uh, Penny, right? And you, you mm-hmm. kind of look at it like maybe I go get Penny, but the cost goes up. So yeah, I like the idea too of like maybe you go get him now, and the timing of that makes more sense now to back that guy up because again, Swift has a history there. So mm-hmm. again, it just kind of depends on what you want to do. But I do think. This or you team- know what, Andrew? Andrew, make both trades. Just do them there- both. Do them both. What is that's it the right answer every yeah. time? Just go make get more trades, done. man. Just and and honestly, like uh, I've already talked to him about some other leagues and stuff, but like you, just just keep tagging us on Twitter. Keep asking. Keep reaching out. Um, that's the one thing I love about this community is that I, I can ask so many people questions on trades and then they can ask me questions. And it's just like, there is no wrong answer because there mm-hmm. are times, I think I, one of my favorites, I talked about this before too, but when you put a trade up and it's like, let's say it was this one, let's say it was Jonathan Taylor and Zay Flowers for Josh Jacobs and JK Dobbins. And somebody just comments, oh my God, you got a steal. And then I go, which side is the steal? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm not sure. Wait, yeah. I don't, which... <laughs> I, did I win or like, you know, like I feel Googling like I every player? Yeah, yes. Googling every yeah. player. I want to. Did someone get hurt? What happened? What did yeah. I do? Or like somebody posts that gif of the of the like marmoset taking the the hubcap from uh-huh. the car, and I'm just uh-huh. like, but wait, which which player Who's is the hubcap? Yeah. <laughs> like, can you point? Can you make it more obvious for me in my dumb human brain? Right. Oh, that's um, great. But yeah, that's where I think again, trading is as long as both sides agree, which I think you said before too, Cooter. As long as both sides mm-hmm. agree, it's a fair trade, right? As long as everybody I, is, is happy. Yeah. You know, that's great. I, I was talking before about drunk trading. I'm not a huge fan of that anymore. I try not to do it as much. But if I agree to a trade, even while drunk, that's an agreed to trade. That counts. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it, it is what mm-hmm. it is. You got to accept Super the consequences. Yep. You know, I, as a Super commissioner, Rob, I'm sure you've had to deal with a, a couple of different dramatic pieces in your time as a commissioner. And it's like, yeah, definitely. Am. Can you just not put me in that position, definitely guys? You know what training. I mean? Like, just come on. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, but the life of a commissioner. I commission a couple of leagues myself and it, Sometimes it's the dumbest thing that causes fights. And you're like, aren't we adults here? Like, what are we doing, guys? Just <laughs> calm down. It's just a rookie pick. Relax. Like, uh, and it's fun one last because thing. I text Rob separately and I'm like, oh my God, they're insane. <laughs> I they're love crazy. the side text. That's right. You're, you're with me, right? They're crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, something else, I, I, you know, there, there's a lot of ways to take this. But I also say this all the time. If one trade is going to kill your league, it was already dead. Like there are times I see it on Twitter where it's I'm, I'm team no veto, right? Like if both Us sides too. agree to a trade and, and that trade kills your league, then your league was terrible. And it, mm-hmm. deserves it to was die. hanging by the thread. It's a, it's yeah. the picture of the book sack, just like by yep. one little stitch, you know, yep. because I've seen people that, you know, post trades, like, should I veto this? And there was actually a conversation on Twitter. I got into this week where someone is like, I'm usually team never veto, but I had to veto this. One. And I was like, Oh, so team team sometimes veto then. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're clearly not team never veto. Like mm-hmm. never means never, my friend. Like, I don't know never. how you backed out on that. Like you didn't do the one thing in your team there. Like, mm-hmm. but the point I'm getting at with all of this is have fun with it. Like just trades are meant to be fun. Don't worry too much about blowing up your team and having a bad trade. If you feel it, if you've got the vibes, if you've got the gut that just says, you know what, I'm manifesting this. I'm going to put it on my vision board. I'm going to have a good time and I'm going to go get AJ Dillon, you know, prices be damned. I don't care. Like I love that. That's the Mm -hmm. best way to make trades. It's just fantasy football. Even if you make a bad trade, who cares? There will be another one coming around the corner. You can make a good trade and make it right back up. So I know that's kind of a Russ Russism, you know, Dynasty Outhouse ism, where it's like if you make a bad trade, just make another one. You won't even remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that, we're going to wrap up tonight. Appreciate both of you for being on tonight, Rob. It was great meeting you. I think you're Pleasure. a terrific commissioner, just based on our hour long conversation here tonight. 
Um, but again, Thank you've you. got some good assets and some good some good industry mindset as someone who's played fantasy for a while. But where can people find you on Twitter if they want to follow you and get more of your information? You can see me at at it's just ego, um, and I may throw an article or something out there, but I don't I don't belong to anything else. Perfect. You're welcome in this community. Anybody in this community, you you put stuff together. You like commenting on trades. You're in the community. It's all I care mm-hmm, about. There is no mm-hmm. such thing as like gatekeeping. Anybody is welcome. Come on down. Uh, I know on a kind of in a weird twist or segue on the other end of the spectrum, Cooter, where are you working these days and what are you up to in the industry? Yep. Uh, at MB fantasy life, or you can subscribe to the fantasy life newsletter and at Cooter door. Yeah. Honestly, videos, just keep them coming. Those hot dog videos, every time I see them, I'm like, <laughs> oh, it wiggled. I love it. Like, it's just, it's so awkward and it's oh so perfect. I, I just, I, every time I see anything about milk before cereal, I'm like, oh, that's cooter deal. Like, it's ah, weird. Ah. It's so weird You've to me that brand. that's so you know trivial I mean? and <laughs> so like taboo. That blows my mind, but. Yeah. Well, like Oreos with mustard, you know, some just random oh, little no. things. See, I, I feel, I, that's crazy. You draw milk the line. before yeah. cereal, like that's not crazy, but whatever. A whole other podcast for that. But I want to say again, thank you so much. This is great. Follow us at Dynasty Junkies. Anybody who's listening still, uh, you can follow me at Andrew Hall FF. You can follow us on YouTube. We go live every Thursday, most Thursdays at 930 Eastern. Uh, Again, this this game has been over for a while. I don't even know what the score is. But uh, one team is winning. I'll I'll tell you that much. The other team is (laughs) not. Hopefully nobody got hurt. That's all I ever care about in the preseason. Even if it's like a no-name player, I just don't want injuries. I I never Mm -hmm. like that. Um, but yeah. definitely follow us, subscribe, rate, review, all that stuff. Uh, and again, just thanks so much for being here, guys. Thanks to the chat. I got a shout out the chat. We had scampers in here tonight, obviously going nuts on the chat. Uh, we had, man, so many Matthew Wiggins. Uh, we had, obviously, he's Pup a big pass. fan of the show. Pup Pass Kick was in there. Jake Hoop was, in, was in. Yep. Yep. So again, appreciate all the comments. You're welcome to tune in anytime. Uh, but with that, again, thanks so much for being here, guys. Thanks for listening. And with that, Junkies out. <laughs>